Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This 
is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Always, everything Zaslow Show 2.0, presented by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. If you're involved in any kind of accident, if you're dealing with a personal injury, Anna Jar and Levine gets you the money that you deserve. You take care of making sure that you're healthy. They take care of everything else. You get into an accident, you call 911 first. Then the next call you make, you get an attorney on the phone immediately. Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. After taking a week off, if it's still real to me, my pal Joey Levin joining us here. I'm sure you got a lot to say. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to get into the world of pro wrestling. Good morning, Joey. Good morning, Zaz. Yeah, I got a, I got a few things on my mind. There's a few things. There's plenty of things that we uh, have to catch up on after taking a week off. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. I really think I... I the first the first thing I want to ask you here, first thing I want to get to here, and it's, you know, it's over a week old, but the last show that we did, of course, we're talking two weeks ago, we were both very concerned because the Raw after Mania was a disaster, all right? And, and you know, you, you don't know what to believe, what's true, what's not true, but it certainly, it certainly seemed like Vince McMahon was running the show. So I was very curious then, what was SmackDown going to look like, and then the next week of shows. And it would appear, right, that that was a one-off. Vince hasn't really been involved with the other shows since then. Right? Like, it feels like things are back to normal, right? I don't, I don't think – I wouldn't say totally. I don't think things are back to um, where they were the last, like, six months or so, even the year of – whatever it was, Triple H, being 100% every decision was Triple H. I think that the that raw set the bar so low, yeah. That maybe now that things are like relatively back to where they were, we're like, okay, it's good. But there's still things that are happening where I'm like, uh, it still feels like Vince has a hand in it. Not that he's in control, but it definitely feels like there's things happening that Vince is, you know, his hand is there. But things are I, I also think. still kind of in a weird spot where. We're in like this, I mean, I don't have the the premium live event schedule in front of me right now, but we're in like this holding pattern where we can't have anything too cool happen just yet because we're trying to work out like, like, what would you say is the next big show? Money in the Bank? That would well, be no, I, I, so if you want to get into it, I, I think because so there's two premium live events in May. There's okay. there's Backlash. Right, which is not a big show. It's not a big and show. now, well, and it's even it's even less of a big show now because. Um, King and Queen, King and Queen of the Ring, which was supposed to be the Saudi event on May 27th, is now Night of Champions. May 27th, which also will be the thousandth day of Roman Reigns' title reign. Okay, so Roman's gonna he's gonna fight, and and, and it, just the name, which Knight is of my Champions, which, you know, right? Which is my assumption is they changed it to Night of Champions to celebrate him on his thousandth day. But that's still so, not. That, but but like, so so are you considering Night of Champions to be a big show then? I'm considering this night of champions to be a big show. I, I think they are. I think backlash is already a throwaway. I, I just think they've already yeah. basically told us, well, Roman's not on the show. So it's and, not and the show's going to be built around bad bunny. You know, right. like it's, well, it's I mean, what it is. We're going to get Cody and Brock, obviously. Yeah. But to me personally, 
I understand Cody and Brock's going to be the main event, but I actually think it should be the Ray, the LWO with Bad Bunny should be the main event. Give the people of Puerto Rico something to go home. I mean, they're, they'll be happy with Cody going over on Brock, but like Bad Bunny getting a pin on Dominic in Puerto Rico to end the show. From that, if you're not going to give them Roman Reigns and like important matches, you're not going to get a tag title match, it looks like, because they're fighting in two weeks. Um, so they're fighting in two weeks on SmackDown. I, I, it looks like that's going to be like a triple threat, right? Probably with Riddle. Like, so that, that show already looks kind of like a throwaway. And now they've changed the name to Night of Champions. It seems like Night of Champions is not always a big deal, but well, it feels so like this year they're going to make it a big deal. Let me ask you something. Did, did they change the name of the show or did they replace the show? And the it difference looks- being, are they still going to do King and Queen of the Ring at Night of Champions? Yeah, so they haven't officially said, but from everything I've read, it sounds like uh, King and King and Queen of the Ring will not happen that okay, night. So they, they right? Okay, it so may they, go. They, it may, they may the do show. it. Yeah, they may do it. It sounds like they may do it, like on on like SmackDown Raw, like a you know how they've done it in the I past. I hope they devote a paper a, a premium live event to it. Like I, I I I like doing a tournament in one night the way that it used to be. Let me ask you something. Uh, did they change the event? Did, did did them changing it to Night of Champions have anything to do with crowning a queen of the ring in Saudi Arabia? Hmm. Am I just I looking too much into that? No, that's a good point. I, I didn't think of that. Um, I, I honestly think, and I could be wrong here, but this is everything I've seen on the internet. That's the, th- the thousandth day. I think they changed it because of that. I okay. really think that they changed it because of that. Because that's a legitimate thing for me to wonder, right? Like we yeah. we know the history there. They do not treat women well. And yeah. and and to WWE's credit, they've done a really good job over the years in having the women involved. And at least when it comes to these types of shows, really kind of uh, you know sending things in the right direction in that ass backwards country, you know. Right. So, but so the first thing that I was wondering was, wow, yeah. is, is no, that's it. To, to crown a queen of the ring. That's a good point, but they've had women's matches there, but not. Yeah, but they're not queen. saying, "Hey, you're they're the queen." Saying, right, you're right. the queen. <laughs> right. That's, that's that's a little bit different. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it could play into it. It could certainly play into it, but they also like. I mean, let's be honest. Like, Queen of the Rings, a pretty new thing. Mm-hmm. They could just do a King of the Ring pay per view and do Queen of the Ring as like a separate. They don't have to do them both on the same pay per view, like because that's also if you're going to do the whole tournament in one night. That's a lot. That's two. That's two whole tournaments in one night. That's a lot. Like it's you lot. could separate it. You could it's separate. A lot. It's a you lot. could just do King of the Ring. But either way, I feel like this is, you know, you you don't have Roman on Backlash. I think this is to have another Roman, a big Roman moment. It seems that way. So let me ask you. Now, here. But here's the other thing. There. Yeah. Now, can I? Can I? I want to point something else out to you. It's Night of Champions. Night of Champions. Every. Title has to be defended, right? That's right. That's the whole gimmick. Sami Zayn doesn't go to Saudi Arabia. They're fighting mm. in two weeks. So do they lose the titles before that? That's, I th- a lot of people are very yeah. concerned that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's that. That's a... Yeah. That looks to be the direction we're headed in. When's the yeah. show? It's end of May? It's the end of May, but it's it looks like... But they're defending against the Usos on SmackDown in two weeks. Yeah, and you had the whole promo with Paul Heyman standing behind right. the Usos, not next to him, standing behind the Usos, right. telling them that uh, the Tribal He's Chief is becoming uh, impatient with you. Yeah, right, right, right. That was uh, great. That was great. That was that was well done. That was. Very I'm good. still annoyed. I mean, look, 
WWE has really gone in the direction, and I like this direction, of long-term storytelling. We're not feeding everybody things right away. But I, 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 I do, th- there is a part that I'm bothered with that I, I haven't seen. Look, we're, we're over two weeks out now, and I haven't had a single confrontation of Roman with the Usos. The Usos losing the tag titles has not been addressed whatsoever, even among themselves, let alone with Roman Reigns. So again, long-term storytelling, I'm in on it, but I don't know. Like there, I, I am surprised that I haven't had any kind of interaction. You got to give me something other than Paul Heyman saying the tribal chief is angry. How could I not have gotten Roman Reigns, you know, voicing his displeasure? We've gotten nothing in regards to the Usos losing the Bloodlines Tag Team Championships. That that part's and, weird to me. And Roman hasn't hasn't been on TV since he was on Raw after Mania. Since Raw, that's it. right? I yeah, since it. since Brock attacked Cody. That yeah. was the last time we saw Roman. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess last night was technically Roman Reigns communicating to the Usos through Paul Heyman, but that's it. Yeah, that's all we've got. But still, like, I, I got to get something. Forget the communicating with Paul Heyman. I got. You got to give me Roman, you know, confronting them. Like, what, what, why the hell did you, you know, what the hell happened that night? You know, right. you let those guys take our belts. I, we got nothing in that yeah. regard. And meanwhile, it looks like Solo's getting pushed to the moon. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, which, 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 I mean, he's so obviously a main eventer. He really, right. Is. But, but it's a lot, right? You like, it, it seems like a lot. He main evented twice and he spoke, you know, he, he actually spoke which is crazy. I'm glad you brought that up. I was so surprised because yeah. I, I was envisioning like the first time he ever speaks is way down the road. And it's like him challenging Roman Reigns for the yeah. titles, you know? Yeah. And, and then after he went after at the end of SmackDown, they do the close up of him and he's yelling something in Samoan. All right. So, so I, I would imagine, is that the same to you? Same, same to you yelling things in Samoan as, as speaking, you know, in English is, is that the same thing? Like, is there mean? a difference? But is there a difference between? Oh, like, you mean you just say, the fact that he spoke? Yeah, yeah. Is there so, a difference between the two? Listen, I, remember, I, I don't remember how long ago this was now, but we've been we've been trying to figure out forever who's going to be the one to to go against Roman, who turns on Roman, whatever. And remember, I brought up the the point that Roman didn't choose Solo, right? The elders chose Solo. But why would the elders then want Solo one day to turn on Roman? I don't know, but I'm just saying like it, it just, it feels like there's some level of like, you know, maybe again, he's all, he is the Uso's younger brother and he's the enforcer at some point. Does he get sick of Roman Reigns torturing his brothers and just turn on Rome? At least not right now. Like I do like it, how it's such twin bullshit, you know, where like the twins treat each other so different then they treat their younger brother. He is not on their life. It's not the same relationship, you know? And, then, and, well, and also just like, we we reference that he's their younger brother and we talk about that stuff, but he has a completely different name. So that's also kind of weird to me. <laughs> like they are the Usos and he is Sokoa. Yeah, but, uh, you know, like, uh, Undertaker and Kane, they, you know, no no last names. They're brothers. Well, they didn't have last names. Their last name is Bearer, right? So, I mean, yeah. have there been Have there been other brothers who did not have the same name. Now, Edge and Christian were never presented as brothers, right? Nope. The brother. Yeah, I don't. Have I there don't been know. other brothers that did not have the same yes. name? Yes. 
Yes. Who? Bray and Bo. They were never presented as brothers, though. Oh, they weren't presented as brothers, but they are brothers. No, no, you got to be presented as brothers. Mm. No. Well, because I just don't think, like, it's very rare that there's three, like, it's usually if they're brothers, they're like a tag team. And I think it's rare that there's brothers and then a third brother comes in. There's got to be someone. When I, well, our, our man Victor is going to be researching it right now as he's listening to this show. It, it has to have happened at some point in time that dudes were presented as brothers. And they are brothers, but they're presented as brothers and did not have the same name. There has to be another example. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it, it's probably going to have to go. We're probably going to have to go so probably pretty far back. Like, I, I, not in recent times. I just don't even know. I'm trying to think of even in recent history, brothers, right? Mm-hmm. There's like the Jacksons, right? The Young Bucks. Um, what about, like, I, I mean, what about Booker T and Stevie Ray? Like, like Booker T was never presented with a last name. And like right, Stevie Ray, I feel Ray. like his name is Stevie Ray. I, I don't feel like Ray is his last name. No, no. Those guys didn't have last names. Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah they didn't have last name. Yeah. So I don't know. But like, who's, who, who are, are there any other Young Bucks, the Usos? Are there other current brothers that you can think of? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there are. I'm sure it's there are. We're question. just not thinking about it. It's um, a good question. But yeah, because generally, yeah, they generally they're they're brothers. Like you don't even need their last names. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. a lot of times you don't need their last names. The Usos and the Jacksons are like the rare yeah, thing. Ju- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so so who is okay, so if Roman's gonna fight a thousand days, Knight of Champions. Who is Roman Reigns' next opponent? Like, there's a part of me that was hoping that Roman's next opponent, and it certainly won't be for him to just beat for a thousand days, so it wouldn't be this quick. But there's a part of me that's hoping it's Randy Orton. I have no idea what's going on with Randy Orton and his injury, but Randy Orton 1,000% posts a poses a very credible threat if he were to return and challenge Roman Reigns. Everyone can totally believe Randy Orton can beat Roman Reigns, but I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like Randy Orton's anywhere near returning. I don't think so. I could give you someone I, I think, because they've already torn the house down in Saudi Arabia once. Who? Logan Paul. Oh, right. Because <laughs> I don't think if they're doing if the whole thing yeah, about but it needs to be a baby face. You got to get baby face against them. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. It's got to be a baby. Um, and at that time, they were trying to present Logan Paul as right. a baby face. Right. I don't know. I, I just genuinely I don't know have either. no idea. Me, yeah, I don't know either. Um, You've done everything. And I just, I don't think the Cody rematch comes so soon. Well, the draft is coming in a couple of weeks, right? So the draft yeah. is going to help set up who that could be. You know, could, could it be someone like Sheamus? No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, it could be anybody. Um, has to be a baby face, right? How about this? I may have. Set, I mean, Rollins. Nah, that that can't be. That needs to be a big build. That can't be for for Night of Champions. I'll tell you who I think it could be. I'll tell you who I think it could be. They never got around to it the first time. They teased it. I don't know what the hell happened. And he just returned in a very big way. Shinsuke Nakamura. Sure. It could be I would love that. I mean, I think everyone would love that. Um, they teased it, it remember? And then it just a... like it, it just like vanished. And it, like, it looked like it was gonna be a cool thing. And, yeah, and they just they never be, went through with it. It would be such a quick turnaround. He comes back and now he's just fighting Roman for um to I don't know, it just seems quick. Well, it, it, the, the show's great. in what a month and a half. It's not that quick. Right? Yeah, Is it at the end of May? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not that quick. 
Right. I, I could, and look, he's obviously, I mean, Nakamura is not like a credible threat to beat him, but that'd be a good, that'd be a good program. That'd be a good match. Yeah. It'd be fun. He's a good, I mean, it would, it, and it would be cool to see Nakamura who. And the way that they beyond, presented I mean, him this week when he returned, like they made it seem like it's a big deal. Nakamura's back. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I thought was interesting that they were like promoting it so heavily that he's back. Yeah. And he I has like his that. old, and he has the old music. Which is awesome, mm-hmm. and he's, he he's have, got like, a new uh, new getup, you know. Yeah, he's wearing like a, a robe type yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, I think it could be Nakamura. I think it could be the Nakamura guy. would be good because yeah, it, it has to be babyface, but not somebody that you like you said need a big build for, which would be right. either the Cody rematch or Rollins. Yeah, I I just I if it's Riddle, I'm gonna I'm, I probably am quitting for a month. <laughs> I just I can't have more like. Again, you talk about Vince and the influence. I can't have more Riddle forced down my throat. I I, I understand that Riddle was part of the storyline before. Such he left. a disappointing Raw after Mania. All we got back was Riddle. But also, just like he's, you could see it, and I and and maybe I'm just overthinking it here. But there's moments in this last week where you could almost see in Kevin Owens' face, like I'm like a backup dancer to Riddle all of a sudden. Really. Like, you could kind of see it in his face where it's like, why is Riddle here? Like, we just we just had one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. We main evented Mania, tag team champions, Sami Zayn, hottest act in wrestling. And, like, now Riddle is part of it? Yeah, I, like, I, like I said, I think we're in a weird holding pattern right now where we're not getting anything great because there's no big show coming up right now. I agree, but I guess my thing is, is Riddle can come back and Riddle can feud with Solo because Solo is the one who took him out. Yeah. But Riddle Instead doesn't. Of this six man tag. But Riddle, exactly. Know. Riddle doesn't have to be involved with one of the hottest acts in wrestling just because he just came back. That feels like Vince to me. I agree. I agree. That feels like Vince. To me. Uh, what's up with Drew McIntyre, man? Just gone. Yeah. Go on. I, I, but I think he's turning heel. I don't think he's gone. Okay, you don't you don't think that this is uh, uh, contract negotiation stuff because you, you've heard those rumors well, I mean, out there. Yeah, there's been a lot of rumors about the contract and that he's unhappy and this and that. But I uh, feel he's like a really we, good baby face. You think they would turn him? I think he's he. I, I think it's time. I, I think, loved him when he was the you know Scottish psychopath. I love yeah, that kid. I think it's time. Like he's he's he is a great baby face, but man, it's getting a little stale with the sword and the, 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 the I don't know. I just. I, we've also, I feel like we've seen this before. I don't remember who it was, but I feel like we've seen this where like wrestlers do this thing where they remove all of their references to WWE and and they go black on Twitter and then they come back with a, just a character change. He's such a star in that company. I just don't see a scenario where he goes to like AEW. Yeah, and, and like I, the stuff that the stuff that I read, you know, and, and I don't like reading this kind of stuff because it, it, like I feel like ninety nine percent of it is bullshit. But the stuff that I saw where you see the headline far apart in contract negotiations. Honestly, that makes no sense considering the money that like WWE, you know, they pay their stars and they're going to draw a line in the sand with Drew McIntyre. And it's like, okay, so Drew McIntyre, he must be asking for something crazy. I don't really buy that either. Like that doesn't seem reasonable. That whole headline far apart in contract negotiations really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, and, and him in particular, everything he went through, like yeah. being the chosen one, going to the Indies, totally rebuilding himself to get back to this point to be the star that he is now. Yeah. 
I don't see. He seems like a company guy. He seems like he's in a good spot, but it feels like a heel turn. It feels like a heel turn makes sense. Better than him leaving. Yeah. All right. Good. It's not that they don't have a ton. They have a. They have plenty of heels. But he's. I think he's great either way. And if they're going to do like a drawn out thing with him and Sheamus, which that seems like that's where they were headed at with main with this. Yeah. uh, Two shows ago, I think it was. I don't remember if it was the Raw or the SmackDown, but it was like, yeah, we're clearly the last time we saw McIntyre. It was right. like, yeah, we're clearly continuing McIntyre and Sheamus. Right. Someone has to be the heel because so far all of their interactions have been like, we love fighting each other, but then we like having a pint. All right. If we're going to do a program. No, Brawling Brutes are babyface. If, if right. they're going to do it, McIntyre has got to be the heel. Brawling Brutes yeah. are babyface. Yeah. So maybe that's that feels more like how they get those two guys away from Gunther finally and let them do their own thing. What uh, what did you what did you make of Trish and the heel turn? Uh, I mean, Trish obviously well, I, is now the one who attacked Lita, right? Right. I mean, it was. A, I think it was a very poorly kept secret. And I also think as soon as I saw that Lita got attacked, but they were still defending, I'm like, oh, Trish is turning heel tonight. I don't like that. They Like, how do you still defend them if she's not one of the champions? I don't get that. But did, didn't it feel obvious? Like, once it was like, oh, yeah, somebody, had, somebody yeah. had a really good idea. We're going to defend them. Oh, okay. So you're losing and she's going to turn on you? Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, so, I, so we're going to get I that get... at Backlash. We're going to get Trish versus Becky at Backlash. Sure. And I'm good I mean, with them losing the titles. I already told you. I hated them having the titles in the first place. Yeah, but the, it, it just continues for the it just continues the women's tag titles being meaningless. No, but I, I think they're I think they're in a direction where they're trying. Like you got a few girls who are actual teams now. Like that they're they're trying to. They're well, trying they're to do something. trying to make them teams, but yeah. they're all just thrown together. Well, I mean, what, what else are you going to do? You know. I mean. Raquel and Liv have been a tag team for like a month, mm-hmm. and they're trying Chelsea and Sonya. They're a team. but that's that's just a holdover because they're it's so clearly that they want it to be Ronda and Shayna, but they're both hurt. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Um, not to mention, but by the way, I like Sonya and Chelsea Green. And you they got actually, Natalia and Shotzi. They're a team. Listen, Chelsea and Sonya actually feel like there's something there as a mm-hmm. team. Like they feel like they could do some really cool stuff. Um, Raquel and Liv just feel completely thrown together. Like they just feel like. We have these two super popular baby faces with nothing to do at WrestleMania. Let's make them a tag team. And now let's give them the titles and let's see if, if it, if it clicks, but. And and we also saw on television this week where they are teasing EO and Dakota dumping Bailey. Yeah. And well now EO is the number one contender too. Yeah. Um, which that makes sense. I, I think it was, it's been time for, I think it's time for Bailey to turn baby face. I think the crowd wants to cheer her. Yeah. I think, and it's time to get her in like a big something mm-hmm. like get do something big with her other than, you know, fighting. I, I don't know. I guess I guess doing her against Becky is a big deal, but it's done now. And honestly, Becky's stuff the last couple months has been very underwhelming to me. I mean, well, I think just, the place we go is EO, EO and Bailey have a thing together. We could do that. We could do that. We could do that. Yeah. Like if they're um, going to dump her there, there has to be a feud. Right. Um, but EO could be the, well, yeah, I guess EO could be a face too. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say like I don't, that, that stable is it's, it sucks because when they first debuted damage control, it felt like something really yeah, it was big. exciting, felt like something really big was happening. Yeah. And then it just kind of fizzled out. I think actually, as soon as they put the tag titles on them, it kind of started to fizzle a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's time for Bailey to get her singles run somehow. 
There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's talk a little bit about the Latino world order here. The best. It's the best. Have they just on. dumped the name Legado del Fantasma? That's done? Is it over? For now, it seems. Yeah, I think. What I was, what my thought was, is that if they, if and when they go back to being heels, eventually they can just that, bring that. Okay, back they're legato maybe. when they're heels. Okay, I, I guess. I mean, LWO could be healed too for uh, for sure. But I did right. like that they kept their music because I love their music. It's uh, that and Roman Reigns' music. It, it's the best two themes going in WWE today. The legato Del Fantasma entrance is awesome. Well, Raw. I mean, Raw. Rollins is pretty damn good. Rollins is pretty damn good. Because the crowd. I mean, when the crowd, when you can get the crowd into it like that, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. But yes, I love Escobar's song. music. I've always loved it. Yeah, very but, good music. But but it just there's something about it. And by the way, I don't know if you noticed this. The they have there was two different LWO shirts because half of them are Puerto Rican and half of them are Mexican. Oh, so, I didn't notice that. So Santos and Ray and one of the other guys were wearing the traditional LWO, and Zelina and one of the other guys were wearing Puerto Rican color oh, cool. LWO, oh, which I cool. thought was which I think is. Pretty cool because not all Latinos yeah. are Mexican. So that would be true. cool. That is good to point out. All Latinos are not Mexican. <laughs> right. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and I there's just something about them, the shirts, and even Ray. I don't know if you thought this, but when I when Ray came out wearing the shirt this week, I was like, he looks younger. He looks <laughs> like he's in better shape. Like he just looked like old Ray. And it was just it's all very cool. I I love seeing them in the ring together, all five of them afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was all, I think, I think that they can keep that going and expand on it. Dude. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. I think it was the Friday after WrestleMania. The heat on Dominic is incredible. The crowd. They don't even let him talk. You yeah. couldn't hear him when he was talking on the microphone. The mm-hmm. crowd was so loud. It was, yeah. that was something, man. That was, yeah. it's, it's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it. It, it, it's it's kind of kind of blows me away that like between the two of them, you got Ray with the LWO and then Dominic as the top heel. Like that is like the best thing currently. Go- like Bloodlines, mm-hmm. obviously, still the best overall. No, but thing. what they're doing with Priest now too. Like Priest finally has something going, you know, where it's like Judgment Day is awesome now, man. And I also thought this on SmackDown, and I think I brought this up a, a long time ago. But I think we're inching closer to the Judgment Day turning on Finn and Finn going his own way, because when they walked out and Rio was between Dom and and uh, Priest, that looked like that looked like the group. That looked like the crew. That looked like the crew. 
And I and I also think Finn needs a big singles. I mean, he's a singles competitor anyways, but I think he needs a bit once his isn't it crazy that he just he fought on Raw this week, like a week after that gigantic cut in his in his on his head. Like yeah, they got oh, him stapled up, no big deal, you know. And apparent but I thought he had a torn quad or something or torn calf or something too. Oh, I didn't Great. know that. I don't know. It, going into to mania, apparently. Oh, okay. But uh, I got I, I got one other thing for you on WWE this week. Yep. LA Knight at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So yep. over. The crowd wanted him to win it so bad. Crowd booed the hell out of them when, when he was tossed over. And I thought that was a great sign. Because all right, Triple H is in charge overall. He obviously knows how good LA Knight is. Now you got the crowd reaction. Okay, good. He does nothing but lose. And then he and then he fought, you know, Xavier Woods this week. I gotta be honest. I don't need to see Xavier Woods having a singles push. Like, is anyone asking for the Xavier Woods singles push? And LA Knight loses again this week to Xavier Woods. The Xavier Woods, the Xavier Woods things thing feels a little like, you know. Biggie obviously isn't returning to the ring anytime soon. Kofi's still hurt. Let's give this guy one last like singles moment before he's because he's he's I mean he's not getting younger. Um, Neither Zoe you know, and he's not he's not going to beat he's not going to beat Gunther. But it's like let's give him one little singles you know shot. But the LA Knight thing, I go back and forth on whether I'm frustrated about it. Because, I mean, look, he's on TV every single week, right. so clearly they care about him. Again, I'll give you this. This is another Vince thing where you just you constantly make a guy lose before you give him the big moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe he just they're just having him lose and lose and lose to win money in the bank. Oh, that'd be something if he won money in the bank, huh? Well, that'd, it's that'd like one something. of those it's like one of those things where it's like, oh well. I mean, he's out. Like, even if he's in Money in the Bank, he never wins singles matches. He's not. They're not going to win Money in the Bank, and then you get that moment where it's like, be pretty huge if you were to win Money in the Bank, right? But it, but he's so over. I mean, there's yep. nobody. There's there are very few singles guys on their own right now that get the reaction. It's probably him, like Cody, obviously, um, and like we just talked about, like LWO's getting a big reaction, Sammy and KO, and then and then LA Knight. I mean, <laughs> he gets a monster reaction. Yep. I yeah. So while it's like I hope we're headed. I hope we're headed somewhere with it. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. While it's frustrating that he just keeps losing, it feels like in the very Vince mold of all right, we're gonna give this guy a shot, but like let's not let's let's like we're just gonna bury him until we decide it's his time. I mean, the fact that the crowd still gives a shit about him after the Bray Wyatt nonsense isn't that like the ultimate sign of respect? Yeah, that shows how good he is. He's just. I mean, and also. What all? What I do like is, although didn't he just beat Rey Mysterio? I mean, it was not like a few weeks ago before he did. It was before Mania, I think. It was right? yes, but it was not clean. There was obviously there was other stuff going on. Yes. Um. But what I do like is that they're putting him in matches on TV against good wrestlers, so it's showing that he's also really good. Like mm-hmm. he's that match with Xavier Woods is a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um. And he also has his own version of the people's elbow, which I think is funny. Yes. Um, <laughs> which it's like a mix between the people's elbow and uh, the the elbow that Dolph used to yes. do. Yes. Yep. Or, you know, where he almost killed Jerry Lawler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool that they're giving him opportunities to show that he's not just like this great 
talker. Mm-hmm. He, he's showing that he can go. Um, I'm that's what that is where I'm holding out hope for is that they're just like you, the moment's coming. I hope we're, so, man. We're, we're, we want you guys to be so down on our, our booking of him that when the moment comes, then you get the big reaction. I hope so. I mean, Rusev Day was so over. I'm still waiting for the moment. Yeah, I'm still here waiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for, for the it, payoff. Waiting for it in AEW too. I'm waiting for the payoff for Rusev yeah. Day. You got yeah. anything else for me on on WWE here? Anything we didn't we we uh we we didn't get a chance to hit on yet? No, I, I think that pretty much covers it. It'll be um yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like we're we're not even building towards backlash anymore. I feel like we're just no. building towards Night of Champions. I feel like we're biding time. Is is what's going yeah. on right now? Yep, yeah, for sure. All right, so before we get to AEW, I know you, you've been into NXT recently, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like quietly because I it, it's not it's obviously not as popular as it was when Triple H right. was there and they're bringing in all these indie guys and a lot I think people got down on the product cuz they switch more towards like the homegrown people from the performance center and this and that but it's really good I mean it's just really good right now like um Carmelo Hayes as the champ is great Braun Breaker heel turn just being more and more Scott. And so Stein. we're not. So we're not bringing Braun Breaker up, huh? Like that was the sign, right? Loot. That's usually you lose the belt. It's happened to every other guy in NXT. Uh, every other champion loses the belt. He doesn't continue to feud to get it back. He gets called up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but maybe I, this know. is their way. Hey, let's see you work as a heel. Yeah. Before we bring you up, and then let's determine how we want to present. You. And I think he's going to be good as a heel. I think he's going to be real good. I think so you're he's got saying that... he's starting to look a little bit more like Scott Steiner. I think as he's far got the attitude. I think he's got Scott Steiner. I think he's got some Scott Steiner in him for sure. You see, there was Obviously, some. Uh, really you that. see, there was some nonsense with his father recently, huh? With Rick Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boy, that that's not a good look. Yeah, yeah. not a good look. But you know, I, they have you know, they, they have su- Shawn Michaels is using their talent so well right now like Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov oh that is going to be awesome mm-hmm. like, there's nothing better than that right there and what are they and, doing with Indy it's going to be Cora Jade that she's feuding and, with right, right now Cora Jade comes back to feud with Indy that's going to be fun the yeah, women's that, that's, division that's an easy that that's an easy feud to set up because yep. everyone wants to root for Indy so yep. it's, it, that yep. works and the whole women's division is really good I mean um did you uh, see the video of when Sol Ruka is still awesome every time she's on the screen? She, I mean, she's gonna have to do something with her character eventually, but man, every time she wrestles, it's like holy shit, she is must watch. Did you see the the video backstage at Stand and Deliver of Candice LeRae watching Indy win the championship? Yeah. It's awesome, good shit, it's so cool. Yeah. And then, by the way, so this I believe it's this week coming up, Wesley is fighting Charlie Dempsey, who if you don't haven't watched Charlie Dempsey, yeah. it's William Regal's son. Oh, okay. And he looks like William Regal. He wrestles like William Regal. He's very good. But they're not I mean, referring to him as Regal's son. No. Well, I don't know if they. I don't know if they. I don't think they have his name. They he goes by Charlie Dempsey. But he, okay. you could just see it. Like you watch him for two minutes, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Regal's okay. kid. And it also makes a lot of sense why he went back to NXT. Yeah, he gets to work with his son. Yeah. Um, but just, there's just so much like every feud that seemingly everything that's going on there. And right what are now, they doing with Grayson Waller right now? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what they had him for him this week. I mean, he he had the Gargano match at Stand and Deliver. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I mean, he could be the next one that comes up eventually. He's re- I think he's ready. He's right. awesome. He's right. very, very good. Um, they brought by Gallus, which is like a great stable from NXT UK. Uh, there's just a lot. It just, I just wanted to mention it because it seems like it goes in these waves. Where it's like you don't watch it ever, 
right. then all of a sudden they're doing a lot of good stuff. They got cool. They got a lot of good stuff going on right now. So let's get into AEW here. The big news, though. Well, th- there's actually a couple of really big stories. So we'll start with the with the two really big stories. Then we'll talk about what took place on television this week. Number one, and this was over a week ago, the big announcement from Tony Khan was they are going to do uh, they're going to do Wembley Stadium. All yeah. right. Now, what is it all in? What, what, what show is it? It's the end of the summer. So, gonna- well, it's, so they've never I don't believe they've ever actually done all in at, as an AEW pay-per-view. Oh, because um, all in was the pay-per-view that, that the young Bucks and everything. Cody that launched everything as an indie pay-per-view. Yeah, I believe when they went to and when they became AEW, it, it was always all out. And I think oh, this so there's might, all out double or nothing revolution. And what's been the fourth one? Full gear. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I think this is the I believe this is the first time they've actually That's done all in as a pay-per-view. Um, and so they're, they're, so they're going to Wembley Stadium. And I guess, I guess the this question will lead us into the next topic as well. But can they come close to filling Wembley Stadium? It's like eighty thousand people, man. AEW has a never done a stadium show. B never done one of these shows overseas. Now, granted, that could mean there's a ton of excitement because there's a lot of people who've never gotten to see AEW live, but. 80,000 people for a company that's only been around, what, four or five years at this, four years at this point, five yeah. years, that's that's ambitious. Yeah, I think, it, but my understanding for a while now, well, who knows, promoter, promoter type stuff, but like anytime you listen to Tony Khan talk about AEW, he talks about how they're just as, if not more popular in Europe than they are in the States. Yeah, I would say he's not just booking this show all willy-nilly and crossing his fingers. Right. Um, And I've seen some early tweets from people saying that they've already sold a a lot of pre-sales. Will they book the whole stadium? I don't know. I think they're going to have to come up with something rather huge um, as their main event. or Which then leads us into the next part of this question. But but like it's like, yeah... (sighs) When I saw that, I was shocked. By the way, on a, as a side note to that announcement, mm-hmm. I know Tony Khan's the owner and the CEO and all that shit. Can somebody just just tell him like to stop being on TV? He's so awful. He's bad on he's, TV. He's his announcements are so terrible. Mm-hmm. And now, like what, like. Adam Adam Cole's just like his boy. Like now, every time he does an announcement, he's like, "We're going to win. We're going to Europe, and who better to announce it than <laughs> Adam Adam? Why is Adam Cole the best person? To That's his announcer. That's his but, announcer. But then just let him do the whole thing because he's so bad. He just repeats himself. He's awkward. Like you don't have to be on TV, dude. You don't have to be on TV. But um, I my first reaction was that's. Um, that was I had two reactions to it. One was about whether they can fill it, and two, they immediately put out like a graphic, and I thought the graphic to it was pretty interesting. What was the graphic? Well, the interesting graphic was that you know they do like their AEW does the graphics where they have all the wrestlers that are going to be there, and then they yep. have someone that's very prominent in the middle. Mm-hmm. It was Kenny. Was the prominent person in the middle? Why is that interesting? I mean, I mean, he's. Some... I mean, wouldn't you agree he's their top guy? Well, well, here's what this is part of what I want to talk about today, which I know we will get into. Generally, I mean, Kenny's in the main event, and who is well, generally, well, no, but generally, your world champion is your top guy. I'm just saying. 
Oh, is that always the way they've promoted those posters? I'm not talking about AEW. I'm just saying in general, wrestling promotions should be book pr- promoting their top guy, their champion yeah. as a top guy. Yeah. Not off to the, to the side from a guy who's in trios matches. Kenny's great. Mm-hmm. Is he the top guy right now? I don't know about that. I would say uh, they book Moxley more like a top guy than they book Kenny right now. I mean, I, I don't know. I just I just thought it was interesting. I don't see MJF, other than in Long Island, promoted as the marquee of the show a ton. I'll tell you, man, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. And I was going to talk to you about this last week if we did the show was because this was coming off those shows in Long Island. And when else? It's pretty rare, man, that the top heel in the company, which, of course, is presented as MJF, the top heel in the company, that he is a babyface still. It, like super babyface in their hometown, and yep. every time MJF does a show in Long Island, he is a big babyface. And like the only other time that I can think, look, when Kurt Angle would return to Pittsburgh, he was still heel. You know, uh, Brock Lesnar. I feel like Brock Lesnar, whenever he would do a show in Minnesota, he was babyface. Uh, like he could be a big heel. Yeah. I remember they did a. They did a segment leading up to SummerSlam one time of Brock and Undertaker. And, you know, it was it was the SummerSlam where Undertaker's going to get his revenge on Brock for the streak. And it was in Minnesota, the segment that they did. And, like, Brock was the babyface. Uh, Heart Foundation. Whenever Heart Foundation was doing shows in Canada, they were super babyface, even though they were the biggest heel faction right. in WWE at the time. But, man, like, MJF is a piece of shit in every other city. And when they go back to Long Island major baby face it's pretty impressive i also think he you know and i don't know if you saw or heard conan on his podcast this week or after the long island stuff but he actually made a point we're like mgf's not even trying to be a heel in his hometown like oh he comes out as a baby face right it's very like he he's not like he should like he should be like running down his hometown no, he, he doesn't like talks, these are my people. He, oh, he always talks about how Long Island's the greatest place on earth. So he yeah. wasn't going to do that. But like, I guess because the conversation he was having on his show, and he's obviously a little biased, was that right now Dom is a better heel than MJF. And that if Dom was in San Diego, which is his hometown, Dom would shit on San Diego to get oh, the Oh, and they would hate him. Yeah. Right. And that MJF. I don't, I don't necessarily think that Conan, yes, Conan is biased there, but I, I don't necessarily think that Conan's wrong in that right. spot. Like even, even in other cities, forget Long Island. Yes, there's going to be mostly booze for MJF. But, but he gets, plenty of he, people, people cheer. are yeah. cheering because yeah. they know that, okay, he's going to say something fucked up that I'm going to laugh at. Like something, I- I'm going to enjoy this segment. So you are getting cheers. When Dom comes out, everyone hates that mother effort. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. cheers. No. It was, it, it was, uh, it's interesting. And it, it makes you wonder how long can he just... I guess he could just be this tweener type of guy forever because that's just kind of what he is. It's like when he chooses that he wants the crowd to like him, then he'll get them to like him. And when he wants them to hate him, he'll get them to hate him because that's how good he is as a talker and he, on the mic. So, but so, but I will say this, unless you want to go back to Wembley, which we which we will go back to, I still feel like in the current what what's currently happening in AEW, MJF and the world title are secondary to the rest. I, I just doesn't feel big to me right now. It no, the biggest not. story right now is the elite and Blackpool Combat Club. That's the biggest. But story. It, but just I feel like they're I feel like 
the international titles bigger right now in AEW. I just feel like they the the position that they have MJF. Well, in, but this is what happens when the champion never fights. And as much as the four pillar story is fun mm-hmm. and it's a good callback and all that stuff. I was thinking about this this morning, actually, when I told you I wanted to talk about this. I don't believe any of those guys can beat him. You have Sammy Guevara, who has mm-hmm. spent the majority of his time in AEW with Chris Jericho as his mouthpiece. You have Jungle Boy, who spent the last year or so with Christian as his mouthpiece. And you have Darby Allen, who has 66-year-old Sting as his mouthpiece. How is any of this good for the champ? Like, these guys are not ready to be in this spot. They're just not. They're yeah, not but ready. did you enjoy the Darby MJF segment this week? I thought it was good. Because of Sting. Even when Darby's been talking to MJF, I, I think it's been good. It's fine, but Sting was the highlight of yeah. that. Sting well, and the was... way to go, we can both agree, right? That the way to go here is MJF needs to beat the shit out of Sting, right? And that's just yeah. incredible heat on him and gets everyone behind Darby. Like he needs to he needs to come a step away from murdering Sting. I guess my thing is is A. MJF never wrestles. Never wrestles. And B, these guys are not main event guys. They're they're very good wrestlers. They they have fan bases, people like them. Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and Sammy, in the short amount of time that they are going up against the world champ right now in this feud, they're not main event guys. And it it just feels like everything MJF and or world title adjacent. Like doesn't feel important to well, me. Well, I would I would also just point out is, at least... I don't feel like that's good for the product. Like the, the world right. title should feel important. Right. Like it should always I mean, at least when is the Daniel Bryan thing? I mean, it's it's Brian Danielson, Hall of Famer, one of the best ever, even though it dragged out, you felt like it was leading to something big. This leads lead feels like it's leading to just another match where MJF's gonna win. Yes. And the other big guys like Omega, Blackpool Combat Club, Hangman. when when they're not involved with right. the world title. This is what you get. Yeah. I mean, even it's like, man, wouldn't all wouldn't, the good challengers are involved in a different program. I mean, now I'm thinking like you could have just continued Ricky Stark. So that felt big too. That felt really big for a moment. Like, you but he's just got his own thing going on now too. Sure. With the bullet club. I get that. But I'm just saying like they had the opportunity. They, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel that big to me, which is not great because that should always feel like, even if there's other things like, look, LWO and Dom and and Judgment Day feels like the the most popular thing there is. Yeah. It doesn't feel bigger than the bloodline. Right. It just doesn't. Right. right. So right. there's always other things that are going to feel great. Right. Cody and Brock is huge. I mean, that's a huge thing. Yep. It's not bigger than whatever Roman's doing. It, right. it just but everything a lot of things feel bigger in AEW right now than what A than what MJF's doing. It, I don't know. So don't, so so there's a lot of rumors out there. And let's circle back to Wembley and how right. they may believe that they're filling Wembley Stadium. CM Punk coming back? Because FTR, FTR, you know, Dax Harwood's been talking about. He's been, he, he's, I mean, he brings he up is, CM Punk's name any chance he gets. He's Punk's personal promoter. He brings, you know, we talk Punk wants to come back, Punk misses. He brings up Punk's name any chance he gets if anyone is willing to listen. And you got all kinds of rumors going on out there. They go and not only have they booked Wembley Stadium, but now you got a new show that's coming out. And so, so let me get this right. AEW Collision is what it's going to be called. I yes. kind of like the name. I like the name. AEW yeah. Collision is going to be a Saturday night show. Sure. That's what I it mean, sounds like. Yeah. Not going to do well. It's a lot of programming, you know, three shows a week. 
It's a lot. And two of them on Friday. Two of them on Friday and Saturday night. Worst TV nights of the week. Yep. It's a lot. And, and, that, and now technically they have five days of wrestling because they have AW Dark Elevation on Monday, AW Dark on Tuesday. It's a lot of wrestling. Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. And the rumor was that they could potentially be doing like sort of a like a split, like a roster split. Right. Well, I hope that's be. what they wind up doing because I don't I don't have enough time to add another night of wrestling. Like I you know, I have a hard enough time keeping up with everything as it is. And now they're gonna I don't watch Rampage. Saturday. I, don't, I mean, I don't watch Rampage. I, I watch I, I, I watch highlights. Watch I read yeah, I about it. Yeah. I read about it and I watch highlights. If there's a match yeah. that I feel like I have to watch every now and then there's you know, you get you see highlights there. I gotta go back and watch that. But yeah. And because the, they also do this random thing with Rampage, like the IWGP tag team titles got defended this week on Rampage. Like, oh yeah, is, that's weird. It'd been nice why to they, know that. Like, why is that happening? Like, uh-huh. why? Like, but why? Also, why is it happening? There are there are tag team titles in AEW. Like, mm-hmm. why are we bringing in the New Japan tag title? It's just so very... back. To, so back to the Punk stuff then. Yeah. At Wembley Stadium. I mean, if you were to tell me we're getting the elite, you know, we're getting Kenny Omega versus CM Punk and like they're going to do business and we're going to get like that would be hot as hell if CM Punk comes back and they turn this real story into a story on television. That would be very, very big. Very, very big. Let's see these guys working together. Who's who's going to be the guy who goes over? Uh, that would be very, very big to see if these guys can work together. Yeah. Is it big enough to sell at Wembley Stadium? You think you so you think that's the that's the one that sells? I mean, you you're you're probably right. I just I think I'm just so over the CM Punk drama that I'm like, come back, don't come back, but let's just make a decision here. I think like, it'd be really enormous. I think it'd be what, really enormous. But the t- I think it would the timing would have to be right, right? So like. When is the Wembley show supposed to be? It's in a few it's, months. I think right? it's at the end of the summer. So you'd have to hold off on the CM Punk return for like two months. Like it would have to be like pretty close to Wembley. Because if he comes back in like two weeks and then we see him a bunch and we know that people are, then it kind of takes away from the allure of it because. Well, look, the, the elite Blackpool Combat Club feud is not going away anytime soon. So it, it, a CM Punk return to confront those guys would not happen until the end of that. So right. we're still a little ways away, you know, if that's going to be the right. case. Now, here's the other part of it. Jericho is has been relatively, like, open in on Twitter about the fact that he – I don't – and or privately, whatever, but, like, I don't think he wants to work with CM Punk. But that's also what makes it a moneymaker. Right, but I don't – I just – it just seems like they're going to have to – they still have some serious stuff to work out. I mm-hmm. Jericho – is very influential seemingly in that locker room. I don't think they're just going to bring CM Punk back if Jericho's not going to do business. Like if he's if he's not going to want him there, I don't know. And I also feel like it, the, I, look when when he came Jericho back, Jericho could not want him there. But the money is in the elite versus CM Punk. Maybe yeah, but I think there's a there's a real life thing here with him and Jericho too. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah. But um, that my other thing with Punk is like you're bringing him back for that one moment because when he came back the first time after seven years, it was like a historic moment. It was incredible. The rest of the run up until he got in a backstage fight, very forgettable to me. 
I don't really remember a whole lot of his run in AEW. It wasn't that great. And if he comes back, it's going to be a huge deal. Maybe they sell out Wembley. And then quickly, I think it's just going to be another guy. Like, well, who knows when his contract runs out? Maybe his contract doesn't have a lot of time left, so let's use him for one more big program, and that's, that's it. That's true. That's true. Because my thing with with Punk, it's just similar to what I feel about Dan, with Brian Danielson and and even like what WWE has always been great at has been making you care about these guys that you think will never get over in the WWE product. So like Daniel Bryan was massive because it was like, he's being held back. He's so good. He's being held back. Mm -hmm. CM Punk, he's the best in the world, but they'll never give him a shot. Sammy, he's incredible. CM Punk as I'm the best and I was a champion in WWE and I should be the top of the card in AEW. He's not that compelling anymore. He he just... Well, we haven't seen him as a heel in AEW. Yeah. Like, so, and, and, and I would have to believe, unless they're in Chicago, CM Punk is going to be presented as a heel against the elite. He has would, to. If we're going to so. take the real life and put it on television, CM Punk has to be the heel. So yeah, does that, that make him compelling? That does, does, does that make him a compelling figure when most of his AEW tenure has not been compelling? Yeah, maybe it will. Maybe possible. It will. It's possible. I think I'm getting a little jaded on it just because it's it's like – Bigger than anything else that's going on on the show right now. Like, will he? Will he ever even? Will he show up? CM Punk wants to wrestle. Dak said this, and it's like uh, I'm just. I would. There's again. I go. I keep going back to this, but like I know how good CM Punk was, and maybe still is. And I know that a lot of these former WWE guys are really good. There's so much good shit on the AEW roster, and we continuously get caught up in these form in the former WWE guys which is not what made AEW great in the first place. Speaking mm-hmm. of former WWE guys, do you like what they're doing with Jericho and Adam Cole? You into that? Sure. I love it. I like that Adam Cole – I, lo- I love that Keith Lee is getting something relevant. I would say, Cole. aren't we headed toward a place with Keith Lee? Because Keith Lee clearly does not have a lot of respect for Adam Cole. He made that known. Adam Cole helped him out this week. Like, I think we're eventually headed toward a place where Adam Cole is going to turn on Keith Lee, and it's and that's going to be – the feud that we really get is Cole and Keith Lee. It's possible. People were also saying that this is like a callback to when, when Adam Cole was getting called up from NXT, right. supposedly Vince wanted him to be Keith Lee's manager. That. I don't know if that was um, true, <laughs> but um, no, I, I like Adam Cole and Jericho. I like Adam Cole and Keith Lee. I like yeah, I think that. We're Keith eventually Lee. getting Cole and Keith Lee. I like that. I like all of this stuff that's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that, you know, two weeks ago, Jericho did the thing where he stopped on the ramp and kind of looked back at Cole. Yeah. And then this week, Cole did the same thing and called back to it. Um, they're two of the best. And Adam Cole is. Man, he might be the most over. I love him, man. I don't get people the... Go, there, there's plenty of people who hate him on the internet. I don't get it. On the I internet, love, yes. But in her, like the crowds, they lose their shit for Adam Cole. I love Cole. him, man. I love him. And Tony Khan obviously loves Adam Cole because mm-hmm. he met, he's his announcement guy. That's right. Um, half of that, at least the episode that I watched, was almost entirely based on Adam Cole and Britt Baker of that behind the scenes show. Um, and have Sam you been Gavara. watching that All Access? I watched the first episode. I'm not watching. It. You know what? There's a part of me where it's like, I don't want to know how all the sausage is made. You but know? they don't. They, but they don't give it to you. No, <laughs> it's a it's a reality show. I mean, even like some of the stuff that's behind the scenes feels like. Hey guys, go over there and have a conversation about this. You know, it's like, like 
One thing that I thought was interesting in the first episode was like, I didn't know that Britt Baker and Wardlow are like best friends in real life. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah. Like apparently they've been like, t- they've been best friends for so long. Like people used to think they were like dating and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like she's telling that story and then they cut to a scene of the two of them in the gym lifting or like working out and her talking about how she's nervous for her comp match coming up, which is possible that they just happened to catch that conversation. But it also felt like one of those things where maybe they had a conversation, you know, like in reality shows, I, my understanding is like what they'll do is like a conversation will happen and like, maybe they didn't get the best part of it. And they'll be like, go, go do that again. Go oh, do that right. again. And I think that's what it felt like. It felt like the conversations were too perfect that they just so happened to catch like they, there was a behind the scenes of like Britt Baker talking about Thunder Rosa. Right. It's like they just so happened to catch this part when there's been all of these rumors about people not being happy with Thunder Rosa. They just so happened to catch Britt Baker having this conversation. It felt like a scripted reality show almost. Whereas like we're going to get you guys to say these things. It's going to mm-hmm. look really good. So yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't been watching. I know the Britt Thunder Rosa thing is like a huge deal on that show i i haven't been watching yeah i mean the the what you wouldn't have liked is that well i guess it's before they started feuding but there's like segments of like you know brit and jamie Hayter talking to like Paige and tony storm like backstage like friends yeah i, I don't i don't yeah i don't want to see it uh, like yeah. I, I i'm still hey I, like I, i'm i'm good with not being shown everything i don't need to see uh i i, I know wrestling's not, i i know it's scripted <laughs> but I, I I don't need to see it. I don't need to. I don't need to have it thrown in my face that you know this over here is part of the show and this over here is real. Like I, I don't need to see them all chummy hanging out backstage. I don't know. It takes away from it for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't need to um, see everything. And also, just wasn't that great to me. So, uh, lastly, la- last thing here, let's talk a little bit about Blackpool Combat Club. I think they're doing a terrific job because none of those guys right now are likable. I think Moxley in general is pretty unlikable. I mean, the violence is not necessarily for me, but that's okay when we're talking about a heel character. Like, good, you know, do do things that I don't like. And Daniel Brian Danielson is is a great heel, and it ended up being what this week where it looked like Kenny Omega was he, he was he was going to he was going to stab John Moxley. He was going to murder him, right? That's what we yeah, saw. Well, he, 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 he's going to murder him with a flathead screwdriver. It was an attempted murder. He's, yeah. I mean, that 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 screwdriver was in the turnbuckle. I mean, yeah. That was going to be John Moxley's head. And they're not going to suspend him, right? Attempted murder, it's okay. No, attempted murder is okay. okay. I mean, Hangman, I mean, hung Yeah, that's Moxley, right. And he never, no, no repercussions for that. But so. if Mox didn't tap out and he died, would Hangman have been suspended? Yeah, well, I think, yeah, that's, that's actual murder. So I think attempted murder is okay. Actual murder might cross the line. Where are we headed with this? Like, what's going to be the big blow off? I mean, more of Kenny Omega wearing jeans because that's when you know it's serious. When, How about when that Ken- gash on Don Callis's forehead? I know that's huh? crazy. That's pretty Sheesh. crazy. But Take when I saw it, Kenny Ma- Kenny Omega came out wearing jeans, and I'm like, this this is a serious rivalry. This is about this to is get for get real. This is getting real when everyone in the elite's wearing jeans. And Paige got taken out last week, right? That's why we didn't see him this week. Yeah. They beat the shit out of him. Yeah, okay. hang on. Yeah. Um, I think it's they're gonna do one of those like uh, I mean it's I mean I was thinking either Blood and Guts, which is War Games, mm-hmm. or Anarchy in the Arena. I think is one of the things they do, or it's just like a, a brawl all over the place. Well, this week's um, gonna be super cool, right? Because we're gonna watch Dynamite this Wednesday, 
And maybe they set up something awesome for the following week, which is when we're going. It's going to be here. Oh, yeah, that's right. On the yeah, 26th. two episodes. Is, we got this Wednesday, and they're going to set stuff up for the next week. So we're yeah. going to find – and they're taping Rampage, too. So we're, we're getting Dynamite here in Sunrise in two shows. I forgot about that. Yeah. So we, we yeah. may get we may get a big there may be a big match then what yeah. we're late, what we're headed toward. I'm I'm that's awesome. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah. I mean I, I, at the minimum we're gonna get all those guys on the show. Because we got good um, stories going on right now between Jericho and Cole, between the elite and Blackpool Combat Club, and then MJF and the four pillars. We're probably gonna get some cool shit here in a week and a half. Yeah. yeah. And to me, I mean, I think it's not going to be very long until Bullet Club Gold is one of the tops. We're going to be talking about them every week. Are they going to add someone else, you think? Or are we like a guy away? Well, that's, that's what Bullet Club is. I mean, yeah. Bullet Club's like the NWO. Bullet right. Club's like you just never know. People just join and leave and join. And then there's different versions of it. I mean, there's still Bullet Club in New Japan that's run by David Finley or whatever. Is, I think it's his name, David. But um, And now there's Bullet Club here. And then the Elite itself is an offshoot of the bullet club and then there's still free agents like i believe tama tonga who was a big deal in bullet club is a kind of a free agent um and then i i, I feel like kota abushi is going to be in there and he wasn't bullet club but he was kenny omega's tag partner and with the golden lovers so like jay white and juice robinson bullet club i, I just think bullet club gold is going to be a big, big part of AEW now. Like it, it feels that. First of all, Jay White is a. I mean, you could have brought Jay White in as a face, even though he's a great heel to go against. Him. Like he could have immediately been in the title picture to me. He's that good. Um, every time I see him now, when he debuted, they kind of botched the camera work, which wasn't great because it's like you saw the Bullet Club thing, so you knew it was Jay White, but then he, they didn't show him like come out of the entrance. They showed him when he was like halfway down the ramp running to help Juice Robinson. So that was a little botched. But I think these two guys, first, I love Juice Robinson too, but Jay White's just, he's top level immediately. I think they're going to be involved at a high level going forward very, very quickly. All right, man. Did we leave anything out? Which, which is the opposite of what I think about Jeff Hardy coming back. Yeah, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, And I, and I don't know, what was with the chair? Like, and with, with like the logo, the Jeff Hardy picture, I don't know, was there something to that? It's like, this is my chair. I sit on it and I hit people with it. What's the deal? I don't know, but he, I didn't think he looked good. For the first time ever, like usually when he comes back, he at least looks like Jeff Hardy. I think he looks out of shape. I, how many chances does this guy? I, I mean, I, I'm, I hope he's getting his life together, but how many chances are we going to give him? You. And why are we going to keep putting him back in this position? Obviously, wrestling is not a healthy atmosphere for him. He keeps fucking his right. life up. Right. I don't know. That was just crazy to me that he's back again. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I think we did a good job catching up on everything. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. There's a lot yeah. going on. I think we covered pretty much all the big stories there. We got a, we got we got Raw tomorrow. Obviously, we'll we'll see if Brock answers Cody's challenge. That was a week ago. I think we'll probably get that tomorrow. Wednesday. Let's see what sets up for the following week in Sunrise, Dynamite, and Rampage. So we we got some big stuff going on here this week. Oh, there's one thing I didn't we didn't get because I don't know how I forgot about this. You asked me, Grayson Waller, number one contender. That's what he is right now. He won a match on Tuesday to be the number one contender. Oh, okay, cool. So So that's that's good. Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, can't be mad at that. All right, there you go, man. I didn't want to get a. I didn't want Victor to get mad at me on next week when those corrections that I didn't. Know. Yeah, Victor, we'll get back to your corrections next week. He's like our stats guy. All right, so we'll get him back involved. 
for next week's show. Joey, why don't you you tell all your fans that that you're glad uh, you're glad to to hear from them and see them again, and you'll talk to them next week. Go ahead. Yeah, I missed you guys. It was a long two weeks. I'm sorry that we didn't get to you last week, but we're back. We're better than ever. We're on the road to Night of Champions, the thousandth day, all in. It's going to be, we got some good stuff coming up at the All right, good job, Joey. Thanks again, everyone. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. And of course, we'll talk to you next weekend on It's Still Real to Me. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.